Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Give us your attention. We need everything you got fast. Waiting on reparations. We be the illest podcast. Tune in every Thursday. Politics and wordplay. We fight for the people because they got us in the worst way. From the hill to Brazil, Bombay to Kanye. From the left enclave to what the neocons say. Every Thursday, cop the heady conversation. And break us off with some bread because we waiting on reparations. Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Alicia Silverstone has had some issues with dating apps. And we're talking to Vanity Fair's Chris Murphy about how Hollywood is handling and not handling COVID vaccines on set. It's October 20th, 2021. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shiloh Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So, I mean, I guess it turns out that celebrities have just as many problems with online dating as the rest of us. Alicia Silverstone recently went on the Drew Barrymore show and revealed she's been banned from a dating app not once, but twice. A few years ago, I tried to get on one of the, um, you know, dating apps and I put a fake profile because I wasn't comfortable yet being me. And then I got kicked off. I got banned. And then I tried again. I got the courage up because I heard that you were on and I heard that Sharon Stone was on. So I was like, well, if they can be on, I can be on. So I went on as myself and it took a lot of courage to do it. And then I did it. And I had a date with someone planned. And then they, the day I went in to find out about the date, like, where we were meeting or whatever, I'd been banned, poor guy. So I've, <laughs> so I got kicked off as myself too. <laughs> I love, I love the first, I love the first part because I'm like, yeah, you do get banned when you create fake profiles. Yeah, when you're a fake person. <laughs> I love that that's the first thing, but no, this is a, this is a thing that happens. I actually was like, I took my car in to get service last week. And when I was in the lobby waiting, um, the Wendy Williams show was on and Leslie Jones was on it talking about how she had also been kicked off the dating apps, like being banned. And like, I feel like we've talked about like Ben Affleck before when the person he matched with didn't believe it was him and he had to do a message. So I'm like, I don't quite think they have as many problems as us when it comes to online dating because I refuse to believe that. But yes, I'm sure it's difficult. It does make me sad, though, that like if these celebs are single, what hope is there for the rest of us? No, it's so true. Let's not think about it. Okay. (laughs) Fair, fair. (laughs) 
All right. So if you've been following news in Hollywood at all recently, you know that COVID protocols on film sets have become a hot button issue. There are some in Hollywood who don't want to get vaccinated and some who think vaccines should be mandated across the board. Today, we're talking with Vanity Fair's Chris Murphy about the vaccine debate and which way Hollywood might ultimately come down on it. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, I'm so happy to be back. This is so exciting. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So you recently wrote a piece in Vanity Fair about vaccine mandates on Hollywood sets, or rather the lack thereof. The piece pulled a bit from a story in The Hollywood Reporter about a movie set that had to shut down because one of its A-list stars contracted COVID. Can you go into a little bit more detail about what happened? Yeah, absolutely. I should say I definitely, um, it was an aggregated piece. So The Hollywood Reporter piece definitely broke this news, but an A-list actor, and they used he, him, pronouns throughout the entire piece, um, apparently or reportedly contracted COVID on set um, and shut down production uh, for about three weeks on a major movie set. It apparently cost the studio uh, seven figures, so millions of dollars, and over a dozen crew members got sick as well. So it was a pretty terrible, sort of the worst case scenario for any uh, film production or television production or any sort of production that's happening and trying to operate during COVID. And while we don't know, it's unclear who the actor was. And while the piece did use male identifying pronouns, who's to say if that that could be some sort of, uh, it wouldn't really be great journalistic ethics to, (laughs) to switch the pronouns, but you never know to protect whoever it was. But so we don't know exactly who it was, nor the film set. But I will say it's interesting. Disney this week announced a big push of all of its, of a bunch of its movies, and specifically a lot of Marvel movies have been pushed back a few months. That's Thor. Four has moved from May to July 2022. Doctor Strange to move from March to May 2022. Black Panther to move from July to November 2022. So, you know, that could be a coincidence. Who's to say, you know, if that has anything to do with this story that broke a couple weeks ago? But the timing, I think, is kind of interesting. No, it is. And, you know, COVID is still spreading. I think even um, it was announced today that um, so there was an outbreak at the Eternals premiere yesterday. So it it's happening, you know, and there have been multiple actors in Hollywood who have spoken out against the vaccine. You know, actors like Letitia Wright and Rob Schneider have publicly voiced their skepticism. And, you know, obviously we're all uh, apparently entitled to our own <laughs> opinions. But when you're famous, you inherently have a much larger platform. I mean, do you think celebs need to be more careful with their words or should the public just simply be more discerning with where they get their information from? Yeah, I mean, I do as someone who believes in science and has the vaccine and wants every single person to get vaccinated as soon as possible. I wish personally that the people would be more careful with their platforms. I do understand, you know, it's a free country. You can say whatever you want to say, but you should be prepared to suffer the consequences, I would say. In Letitia Wright's case, uh, she apparently parted ways with her entire team sort of quietly over the past year after sharing anti-vax rhetoric and anti-vax sort of sentiment on her social media, which, you know, I'm sure that's it wasn't sort of a great thing to happen for her career. So yeah, it's hard because part of me is like, I do want to know who amongst us, especially in Hollywood, is not taking the vaccine. It does not believe in protecting the, the greater good and, you know, taking the jab. But I, it also, it's dismaying and it's alarming because so many people, you know, look up to idolize Letitia Wright and I guess Rob Schneider, I guess we can say that. <laughs> 
someone must somewhere. You know, they wield influence and they wield power, whether or not, you know, it directly affects us. It could be someone down the street. It could be our little cousin. It could be our brother or sister. Who's to say? So yeah, it is definitely playing fast and loose and irresponsible with the concept of free speech and, you know, the right to, you know, have your thoughts and opinions and spew them wherever you want. But it does it doesn't it doesn't sit totally right with me. <laughs> well, I mean, and like on the other hand, there have been several Hollywood stars who have spoken out in favor of vaccine mandates on Hollywood sets. Actors like George Clooney, Giancarlo Esposito, Sean Penn, who even went so far as to walk off of a movie set until the entire crew was vaccinated. So, I mean, do you feel like this sort of militancy is helpful or is it just adding fuel to the fire? Well, I mean, my own bias aside, Sean Penn walking off a set, you know, that also does cost the studio millions, you know, <laughs> yes. a ton of money, right? Because there also things are not happening that should be happening at the same rate. I will say in Sean Penn's case, he did end up compromising and came back to set once all of Zone A, which are sort of the actors and sort of the people who are most present on set and most in uh, contact with each other once they were all vaccinated. Clearly, you can see that <laughs> I will say sort of for the side pro-vaccination side or the militancy of the vaccine, if you even want to call it that, there's way more wiggle room in terms of getting things done, right? If everybody gets COVID on set because you didn't want to get the vaccine and you, you know, and the whole production is shut down for three weeks, there's not much anyone can do about that because everyone is sick. But if you're Sean Penn and you're like, okay, I really want everyone to get vaccinated. Okay, let's get 80% or 75% or however many we need to get the show running, clearly I feel like that's a better option than a lot of people potentially getting this absolutely terrible Mm-hmm. disease. And, and you know, it also, it also made me think when you're saying like, okay, so him walking off set also costs the money. And I'm like, Hmm, it's almost as if, if there were a mandate or rules that wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's sort of crazy how that is sort of, you know, <laughs> how that sort of, uh, comes up. Yeah. I, I do understand. I guess I understand how Hollywood is in a slightly more difficult position than, you know, my job, Vanity Fair, Condé Nast, vaccine mandate, but we just all sort of go into an office, right? So Hollywood is, so there are more moving parts. There, there's lighting, there's actors, there's, you know, there's editors. There's not everyone is working together at the same time. It's not you clock in, you clock out and you go to your desk. So I do have some, I guess, uh, sympathy is not the right word, but understanding that it is a more complicated process in terms of, you know, having just a vaccine mandate, but also it's, is as simple as having a vaccine mandate. <laughs> you know, it's also that could just, it's really, it also is that simple. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I love like what Giancarlo Esposito brought up, which was basically like, if you refuse to get the vaccine, that's your own prerogative, but then don't show up to set. I mean, it's like at any job, usually they're like, if you're sick, stay home. Um, but then, <laughs> you know, but if you're the star of the movie, then the movie doesn't get made. So, I mean, what do you think about that sentiment? Well, I think that's so true. And the thing that is actually so crazy about it is that most of these people, they're not doing this for the money. I mean, okay, maybe they are, they actually, let me take that back. They definitely are doing it for the money, <laughs> but they don't need money in the same way that, you know, the vast majority of people yes. need to go to work to support their lives. They've got money in the bank. If they don't have money in the bank, that's really on them. because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, you know, their, you know, litany of films have paid them well enough that they can sit one out and let a vaccinated actor or actress take their spot and play that part. So it really is, I mean, it's a sort of another way of looking at personal responsibility, right? We have all this sort of talk about personal accountability and personal responsibility and don't make me do things that I don't want to do. Well, it's like, okay, make your choice. If you don't want to get vaccinated, fine, sit in your house until this is over and let someone else who is willing to take that, you know, 
to make that leap for the public good, take your role. Guess what? There'll be more movies. So <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> yes. you can work again when this is over. I don't think the film industry is going anywhere. Okay. Mm-mm, so. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back to talk more about the vaccine and Hollywood. It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space, activist on the gender division of labor, attorney, and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're uncovering why society makes it so hard for women to treat their time with the value it deserves. So take this time out with us. Listen to Time Out, a fair play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Colleen Witt. Join me, the host of Eating While Broke podcast, while I eat a meal created by self-made entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities over a meal they once ate when they were broke. Today, I have the lovely AJ Crimson, the official princess of Compton, Asia. Kidding, and Asia. This is The Professor. We're here on Eating While Broke, and today I'm going to break down my meal that got me through a time when I was broke. Listen to Eating While Broke on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Vanity Fair's Chris Murphy about vaccines and their impact on Hollywood. So, you know, a number of different companies have implemented vaccine mandates for their employees, like companies like CVS, Delta Airlines, and even McDonald's are all requiring their employees to get the shot. But Hollywood only has a loose agreement between the producers and unions for COVID protocols. So it's mostly been up to individual productions to create their own rules. I mean, like at this point and what we just talked about before the break was like this lack of consistency is contributing to the vaccine, like hesitancy in Hollywood. And I'm just wondering... Have you heard anything of like what a mandate could look like or just the first step here? Well, I think there's been a lot on Hollywood's mind in terms of unions, right? With IATSE just reached an agreement, right? And sort of the the contracts that they have in place in terms of how the vaccine or so how to COVID protocol is to be used on set, sort of it expires on October 31st. So everything is subject to change. I do here that there's a sort of a varying degrees of COVID safety or sort of COVID protocol that's happening on set and what a vaccine mandate might look like. You have NBC Universal, who's sort of the strict, some you know, some of the strictest guidelines in terms of, you know, how many people need to be vaccinated, who can be on set, mask safety, all of that stuff. And then things sort of tilt the other way with some of these other studios that are a little bit more lax. And it's really not unified in any sort of concrete way. And I do think come October 31st, it's going to be interesting to see if it moves more towards unification or if it gets even more divergent in terms of different studios' uh, approaches to this uh, ongoing situation. So something that I'm kind of wondering is like, 
why? Like, <laughs> I mean, I know that that's, this is like a very broad question, but we've talked about this, but the studios are losing so much money either when people are getting vaccinated or even when they're not getting vaccinated. Like there's really no if and or but about it. They're losing money regardless. So I guess I'm wondering where is the hesitancy coming from? Like, why haven't studios created this mandate already? Well, I think it comes back to, as sad as this is to say, there is there are a lot of, I think, secret skeptics of the vaccine in Hollywood that we don't even know about. I mean, if we look back at the Met Gala, right, that happened in September, a lot of our favorite stars or people's favorite stars didn't show up. And while they, you know, they say on uh, Kylie Jenner, uh, Bella Hadid, who did then say that she got the vaccine, she sort of, she did prove it, I will say in Bella's case, but at Haley Bieber... There are a lot of stars who just did not show up and that was a vaccine mandated event. And, you know, while you can't prove, and that's the thing with these vaccines, unless you're standing in the room and you see someone or they have their vaccine card, which we can't even trust anymore because we're hearing, (laughs) we're hearing reports that, you know, some Hollywood starlets and, you know, some Hollywood stars are faking vaccine cards to be able to attend events and whatnot. It's a hard thing to trust, to know. So I do think, especially in this upper echelon of celebrity, where if you think about it, their whole lives are so protected from the rest of the population where they probably feel a, a certain distance from the vaccine given, you know, they're sitting in their mansions, they have their team, they're not sort of walking on the, you know, they're not taking the subway to work, you know, a lot of these right. people. I think we sort of undercut that aspect of, how, you know, which is kind of the really messed up thing about it is that not everyone is at risk in the same way, given how they live their day-to-day lives. So I do think there's a higher amount of vaccine skeptics in Hollywood and we're seeing it in sports. I mean, Kyrie Irving, we're seeing it, we're seeing it across the sort of like upper echelon of people who can sort of afford to be skeptical of the vaccine. Guess what? I can't afford to be skeptical of the vaccine. No. <laughs> I, don't, I can't. The way that I live, I can't. And the vast majority of us aren't and can't. So I do think that's sort of an un an untouched upon aspect of this entire thing. That is sort of difficult to talk about because it's it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, in researching this story, we learned that currently 44% of the U.S. population is unvaccinated, which is one of the lowest vaccination rates among wealthier countries. Ooh-hoo. But we also <laughs> have bought over 1.5 billion doses of vaccines, making us one of the largest purchasers of vaccines in the entire world, second only to the entire European Union. So basically, the U.S. government is like a couple of rich parents who bought their spoiled kids the nicest toys, but then the kids threw a tantrum and broke the toys. So I guess my question is to wrap this up up for you, Chris. Since Hollywood is such a public-facing industry, do you think this debate will have a broader impact on the rest of the country? I mean, I, I have to say <laughs> that toy metaphor really just really struck a, a chord because <laughs> uh, I've seen that firsthand. Um, yeah, I do. I do think that we all like to think that we're all individuals and we make all of our decisions based on absolutely what we think and marketing doesn't work and, you know, and we are totally impenetrable in terms of what other people do. But <laughs> that I think science has proven that's not true. <laughs> we take social cues from those around us and celebrities, as we've said before, they have a, a bigger platform. They have more outreach. They have hundreds of millions of followers and TikTok followers and Instagram followers and, and Twitter followers who they can sort of reach out to, who listen to them in some respect or another, whether or not they're, you know, I'm not saying anyone's, you know, writing down in their notebook, everything that Kim Kardashian did and is trying to do that. But I do think there is a bigger impact that we can't even really measure at this juncture that these individuals have that depending on how they 
wield their influence, you know, in terms of pro-vaccine or not vaccine, I do think that has a ripple effect throughout the country and throughout America. And we're sort of dealing with that, you know, once not to go back to sports, but you know, this whole vaccine mandate, the debate in the NBA, you can see in the comments, you just have to scroll through the comment section of any tweet or post to see the ripple effect of what, you know, when someone who has, you know, mm-hmm. everything or, you know, has reached this sort of uh, level of success starts to sow seeds of doubt about this thing that really should not have any any seeds of doubt it has an effect and you really just you just have to scroll down at a you know a twitter thread or you know an instagram comment section to see that people are paying attention to what uh celebrities in hollywood is doing and they could be doing a lot better (laughs) (laughs) to put it mildly All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, if celebrities can't find any success on dating apps, well, then Shiloh, there's no hope for us. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors, about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Conquer your New Year's resolutions with the Before Breakfast podcast. In each bite-sized daily episode, you'll learn how to make the most of your time with practical tools to help you feel less busy and get more done. Listen to Before Breakfast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lethal listeners. Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission, clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But... I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, all signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.